Okay, welcome to the Lit Podcast, and it's me, your girl, Annabelle Peterson, (laughs) and today we're going to be looking at this text, this story, called Rook Van Winkle by Washington Irving, and it's really cool, and I really like it a lot, so let's go. So basically... Rip Van Winkle was this really lazy guy, and he had this wife who was, like, really naggy and always pestering him, and his dog, for some reason. Like, why would why do you need to yell at a dog? Anyways, he, like, had enough of his wife one day and, like, just went up to these mountains called the Catskill Mountains. They're a real place. And went up and just, like, tried to chill. And then... One, like, later that evening when he was about to start headed back, because his wife was going to be mad at him for that, too, like, staying out too late, this stranger came, and he was like, hey, Rip, and he was like, who's calling my name? And then the stranger was like, Rip Van Winkle, and so Rip Van Winkle, like, turned around and saw the stranger, and he looked really weird. He was, like, dressed really funky, but it doesn't matter, like... Rip's a nice guy, so he went and helped him out. And what he was helping him do was, like, carry this keg. And then they carried it all the way to this amphitheater that Rip hadn't seen before. And in that amphitheater, there's, like, more people. And he was like, oh, what are we doing here? Like, he had never met any of these people So he sat with them and, like, started, and he had to serve all of them. And then he also drank some, which was, like, wine or something. It was, like, something weird. And then, um, the next morning he woke up, like, really groggy and, like, his bones hurt and everything. And he couldn't find his dog. His dog was nowhere to be found. And the strangers had taken his gun. And replaced it with an old gun. And it was like all rusty and gross. So Rip was like, gosh darn. And went back into town. Like, went into town, like where he's from. And did not recognize anything. Like, everything had changed. And Rip was just like really confused about this. So he went to his house and found it like completely in shambles. And he was really confused because his wife always kept it up really nicely. And then the rest of the village was also, like, really changed. And no one recognized him because he was all ragged and had a beard and, like, weird ripped clothes. And so he goes into this, like, where the town inn used to be. And he finds out, like nobody's alive, like, none of his friends are alive anymore, and everybody's just gone off, and then his daughter, like, talked to his granddaughter, he didn't realize it was his daughter yet, but he was, like, talking to her kid, and then Rip was like, hey, who are you, and then, like, she said his name, and, like, they realized that it was, like, his daughter, and, like, he was her dad, and it was cute, and then he, she revealed that he had been missing for 20 years. So what only seemed like one night to him had actually been 20 years. 
And then one of the people in town, Vander or Peter Vandercock, told everybody of the mysteries of the Catskill Mountains and how they've always been haunted by, uh, like, Henry Hudson, who discovered it. And he supposedly holds a vigil up on the mountains every 20 years, which is probably why Rip didn't come back until 20 years later. And then Rip was pretty old, and he couldn't do much, so he sat at the inn forever and told anybody who would listen what had happened to him. So Rip Van Winkle is a short story by Washington Irving set in colonial America in which the main character, Rip Van Winkle, he completely missed the Revolutionary War. But the author wrote it when he was living in Birmingham, Birmingham, England, and had never been to the Catskill Mountains. And this isn't the first story where people have, like, gone to sleep and then woke up and it was, like, a really long time later. And then there's, like, the Greek um, tale of a shepherd in Crete named Epimenides of Knossos. And one day... He was like following after a sheep that had following after a sheep that had wandered off, and but he couldn't find it. And after like getting really tired, he went into a cave and fell asleep. And when he woke up, he like kept searching for the sheep, so he couldn't, but he couldn't find it. So he like went back to his dad's farm, only to like find out that it was like not his anymore. And he went home and discovered that the people there didn't know him. And then he met his younger brother, who had become an old man, and learned that he had been asleep in the cave for 57 years. And then in Christianity, there's a story of the seven sleepers of Ephesus. And it's a group of early Christians who hid in a cave to escape the persecution of Christians. And they fell into a, like, a really long sleep and woke up, like, 200 years later. And just to find out that the whole, like, empire had become Christian. And then there's also a story in Judaism. Who, uh, where the main character was a sage. And he was on a road and he saw a man planting a carob tree. And... He was, like, talking to him, and he was like, how long does it take for this tree to, like, actually sprout and to, like, get fruit? And then the man was like, 70 years. And then he asked the guy, he was like, are you even going to live another 70 years? And the man was like, no, but I'm planting this, not for me, but for my grandson and my grandkids and, like, all this. And then the Main character walked away, and he sat down and took a rest. And then he rested for what felt like a normal amount of time. And he, like, woke up, and he saw a man picking fruit from the tree that was what he thought had just planted. And he asked the guy, he was like, are you the guy that planted this tree? And... The man said, no, my grandfather planted it for me 70 years ago. And, yeah. So, like, this is 
not a very original story, but it takes place in revolutionary America. So, all good. So, in lots of ways, the story is a classic European fairy tale. And he's rewarded for helping the fairies move their, um, like, their keg, but, like, their barrel, because that's how the European version goes. But, and then they take him to a time where he is mostly independent. The story really explores the theme of independence, because Rip Van Winkle is trapped in a loveless marriage, and his wife is like a really naggy and pestering, like I mentioned before. And even though he doesn't like his wife, he still went looking for her because he felt chained to her. And so when he's gone, she's when she's gone, he's like obviously in a in shock, like anybody would be. But it's also safe to say that I think he was a little bit relieved. And along the theme of independence, Rip Van Winkle had grown up under the tyranny of King George III. He was in colonial America. Like, there was lots of stuff happening with King George's being a tyrant. And then he goes to sleep for 20 years and misses the American Revolution. That's a lot of stuff. So when he was... When he had gone to the end, in, in his town, he just cried out, I'm a poor, quiet man, a native of the place and a loyal subject of the king. God bless him. He said that because that's what he's supposed to say. That's what he was taught to say. That's what's supposed to happen. Like, that's supposed to make people trust him. But he didn't know that they're, like, free from the despotism that the British rule was putting on them. And so really just overnight, he is now independent from his country, his tyrannical country and everything he knew. And lastly, he is also independent from work. He never liked to work, which is why his wife was always nagging him. The story says, the great error in Rip's composition was an insuperable aversion to all kinds of profitable labor, and Rip Van Winkle would rather starve in a penny than work for a pound. He was happy just fishing and sitting around, not bothering with working, and after he woke up those 20 years later, he didn't have to work. He was allowed to just sit around and have a ball, having his children take care of him in his ripe old age. So... That's Rip Van Winkle. It's really cool. Go read it, even though I just spoiled it. And thanks for listening. And please give me an A, Miss Boom Shrine.